Hey there, welcome to Fleet FYIs, the weekly podcast by Utilimark that reveals how you can make the most of your data for Sperner fleet management. My name is Gretchen, and every week you'll hear from me and some of the industry's finest in candid conversations that will shed some light on not only two decades worth of data insights, but some of the industry's hottest talking points and key metric analysis with the aim to help you better understand your fleet from every angle. But before we begin, if this is the first time you've heard our show, thanks for stopping by. I'm so glad you decided to come along for the ride with us. But I've got a quick favor to ask you. Once you've finished today's episode, if you could take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform, we would really appreciate it. Give us a rating, five stars I hope, or tell us what you liked or leave us a comment or a question about what you've heard in today's episode. But if we haven't yet covered a topic that you're interested in hearing more about, let us know. We would be happy to go over it in detail in a later episode. If that sounds good to you, let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fleet FYI's podcast. Today's show is a little bit different as I am on the move in Louisville, Kentucky, here for the Utility Fleet Expo. And um, the exciting bit is, is I'm here with Michael Carr. And if you've spent any time on our blog, you'll have recognized him. He actually just published a piece on take-home vehicle policies and how actually the pandemic could have affected them or, you know, made... Um, these take-home policies actually solidify in the minds of folks that are already using them. But for a bit of context, since we're at the Utility Expo here in Louisville, what we wanted to do is a little bit of a daily recap. So these next couple days, you'll be able to tune in just to see what's going on at the show, what our best bits have been, and you know, what we're getting up to in Louisville, which I think is kind of exciting. So Michael, since you're sitting here with me now, I would love to open it up to you. What did you like about the Utility Expo today? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Gretchen. Uh, So, I mean, today was a really great experience on a lot of fronts. Um, As you know, this was my first time at the Expo. And uh, in the days leading up to it, flying to Louisville, I heard like multiple times how vast the grounds are and just how many companies will be exhibitors this week. But wow. I mean... When we arrived this morning at the expo, I realized my expectations didn't nearly do it justice. The expo grounds are huge, like wicked huge. And it was amazing, like just to see how many folks had come together to share insights into their products, services and overall operations. Um, One thing I kept realizing while walking through those indoor sections was just how many different pieces of equipment go into a successful fleet operation. Uh, There were amazing booths uh, with very specific uh, lines of product um, from horizontal trenchers uh, to just tractor treads. And um, this place had it all. I'll also just uh, quickly share a humble brag that I was lucky enough to be taken up um, in, this was outdoors, of course, in the tallest boom truck at the show this weekend. Um, it was, a I was 103 feet in the air, uh, <laughs> sitting in the bucket of a Ruthman boom truck, um, looking over the entire outdoor yard and also being able to see into the city of Louisville, um, which was crazy. It was, it was super cool. Um, the operator shared a story about how they used to be able to take them up into the 150 feet range, 
um, but ended up getting in trouble once because they were being picked up by the nearby airport air traffic control. <laughs> so, uh, and as an unidentified flying object, which is amazing. Uh, so unfortunately for me, but I, I suppose fair enough, I was only allowed to go just above a hundred feet in the air. Um, but wow, those things were cool and they are loaded with super cool onboard technology too. It's, it's not something that just goes up and down and that's it. Like, um, one thing that was really fun is it had this little wind turbine, um, that, would tell us the live wind speed. Uh, so it was constantly changing. And I think it got up to like 26 miles per hour, which didn't seem like a lot to me. But the operator said, if you want to feel 26 miles per hour, stand in the back of a pickup truck and tell your buddy to drive 26 miles per hour and you'll feel that wind. Um, and this thing, it, it didn't move much at all. It was incredibly impressive to, to be up there and to look out over everything. And uh, just understand the sheer scale of some of these units that are being used. Um, got a great use case, too, as well. Um, so he was talking about how a dam had broken and they needed something that could be parked on one side of it on the land and then go up, over, and then back down the other side so that they could do the repairs all the while water was going underneath. Um, so they used one of these Ruthmans to do that. And so I, it was, it was super cool to not only experience it in a real life setting, uh, but also to understand just how and where those things are used, um, to, to do things across the world. I, they, I also learned that Ruthman's a German-based company, and uh, these guys had a faint accent, but it was, it was great to chat with them. And uh, they do shows throughout the nation, just uh, along with everyone else that was there. Like, I mean, we saw so many vendors that um, all were, were carrying their equipment and uh, showing off these beautiful machines. And um, it, was, it was just a great experience. I, I really enjoyed um, chatting with these folks who really know their stuff. And I, I am excited to go back tomorrow and, and learn more. And, and maybe I'll see a few of my friends that I met today. And uh, I, I, I really am excited. And it was a great time. I am so with you there, Michael. Honestly, seeing you go up in that area lift, I think, was probably the highlight of my day. I thought it was just so funny because for those of you that don't know, um, I tell people that I am a little bit afraid of heights if it is less than my uh, wingspan in terms of the area that you can stand on. And um, they sent Michael about, I think it was 100 feet up in the air. And even just filming him going up in the aerial lift was a little spooky to me because I'm just there there thinking like, oh, my gosh, that's really high up. And I wouldn't have loved that, but it was really cool to see it done. Um, and also a little bit spooky in terms of um, being that close to the airport and all of the logistics surrounding that. But cool that it can go that high. I think for me, um, in terms of the best parts of the conference, for those of you that have been frequent Fleet FYI's listeners over the past few months and over the last year, um, you'll probably have heard the episode with Jack Johnson, who is the CTO and the founder of Volta Power Systems. And it was nice to be able to connect with him yesterday at one of his um, clients' booths. So, Jack, if you're listening, hi. Nice to see you again. Um, and then we also got to meet up with a couple of folks that we've worked with in the past, as well as a few people from the uh, Ford and um, the General Motors showing that was there. 
Those actually were probably my absolute favorite parts of the show, only because I am, as you guys know, very, very into sustainability and new technology, new launches, so I eat that stuff up like it's candy, right? And um, it was interesting, actually, to speak to the folks at the Ford booth because they were telling me that as of yesterday morning, Ford has made the largest investment that they ever have into sustainable technology. And that number was somewhere around the lines of, I think, $11.5 billion, yes, billion with a B, dollars, into electric vehicles and sustainable technology. And the story was so big that it even made the front page of the New York Times, which was insanely cool. And in speaking to them a little bit further, it sounds like, and, you know, I think this is a, I don't know how tight this commitment is because I'm not super involved with it. However, um, the notifying that uh, Ford will be completely electric and all of its offerings from light duty to medium duty to even heavy duty machinery, they will all be 100% electric by 2050, which to me is exciting. And that means that there's a lot more opportunities to learn about it and to be excited about it in the future. Well, that's it for the day one weekly recap. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow morning just so you can hear just exactly what we get up to today, which is day two of the Utility Expo. I have a feeling that if yesterday was exciting and, you know, very packed in terms of information, new launches, new technology, and lots more people, that today will be even better. So we will keep you updated. Make sure you check us out on LinkedIn. Um, We are talking a lot about um, what we're getting up to as well on the Utilimark page on LinkedIn. So linkedin.com slash company slash Utilimark. You know where to find us. The link is in the show description below. Um, And also, you know, you know where to find us utilimark.com as always and until tomorrow that's all from me ciao hey there i think this is the time that i should cue the virtual high five because you've just finished listening to another episode of the fleet fyi's podcast if you're already wanting more content head over to utilimark.com which is utilimark with a c u-t-i-l-i-m-a-r-c.com for the show notes and extra insights coming straight from our analysts to you that's all from me this week so until next time i'll catch you later